It takes more than great multitasking skills to be a great software engineer. This is episode 107 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. And I'm your host, Dave Smith. I guess it's 107. It's not one and then the letter O and then the number seven. (laughs) That's true. I feel like I'm on Sesame Street now. You also aren't supposed to say the word and when you say 107. Yeah, I think it probably parsed incorrectly on some (laughs) device now. Does anyone actually have great multitasking skills? Uh, Certain computers do pretty good at it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I said anyone. Anyone computer? Are you saying... Well... (laughs) I don't know. I'm just wondering if you consider computers people now. Sometimes. <laughs> Only when they rise up. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me what to do. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want to read our, uh, or do you want to talk about our wonderful patrons? Uh, yes, we'd like to thank our wonderful patrons who contribute at the level that gets them a shout out every week. Paulino DeRocha, David Jackson, Chris Fitkin, Ken Howard, Sean Clayton, and Dustin Coates. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. If you would like to join this illustrious group or just contribute in any way, you can go to our website, softskills.audio, and then click the support the show button on there. You can also go to our Patreon site directly. It's patreon.com slash softskillseng, and we would love it to see your support. And thank you all to, uh, to everyone who's doing it already. Yep. I'm going to read. Oh, did I just cut off a hilarious thing you're going to say? Nope. I never say hilarious things, and this was no exception. Were you about to take a giant bite of food? <laughs> Just take a huge breath before you do it. <laughs> um, nom, 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 It's going to take some time to chew on this. I better breathe early. Yeah. Okay. I will read the first question. This is from a listener, Chris. Chris said to pronounce their name with confidence. So, Chris. <laughs> that was good. Thanks. I need someone to tell me, say everything with confidence. Like, just say this next sentence with confidence, and then I will, and then I'll just feel happier in life. Okay. I recently interviewed for a role I was very interested in. After nearly a week, I got a simple no from the recruiter. I was disappointed, but I wanted some feedback to highlight missing skills so I could improve and reapply in the future. After a week, the recruiter was unable to get anything. I called the company thinking I could obtain the email address of the head of engineering and contact him directly. I ended up speaking to the company's internal recruiter, who had been part of my interview panel. I explained to her how disappointed I was and that I wanted to obtain feedback. She told me that this would have to come from the head of engineering, so I gave her all my contact information. After a month had passed with no feedback, I wrote the head of engineering a letter, an actual letter on paper and everything, explaining how much I wanted to come. Yeah, I... I can't remember when I last wrote a letter explaining how much I wanted to come and work for him and that if he would tell me what he was looking for, I would focus my efforts on becoming that engineer. Can you guess what happened? That's right. Nothing happened. Despite this, I still really want to go and work there at some point in the future. But have I taken it too far? Have I accidentally burned all the bridges before I set foot on them? Wow. (laughs) Pre-burned the bridges. (laughs) Uh, Preemptive bridge burning. Yeah, I think you would have had to send the letter before you interviewed there to completely pre-burn them. <laughs> wow. Well, you certainly tried hard, Chris, with confidence. You did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the confidence shows through in your actions. Absolutely. H- have you ever tried to get feedback like this from uh, after an interview? Oh, Jameson, how presumptuous that you would think I've ever gotten a rejection from an interview. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more about why you made me this offer, please. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I have been rejected, and I've never gotten meaningful or constructive feedback. I've only gotten things like, well, you weren't a good fit for this role, or we were looking for someone with more insert skill name here that I happen not to have. Uh, one time I was rejected for um, not having enough USB development skills, and then I mm. went on to another job where I wrote a whole bunch of USB code, and it was totally successful. So that one felt frustrating. And, and then you like emailed it all to them <laughs> and said, what now? Look what you could have had. You could have had all this USB code that I just gave you from my new company. Yeah. I've gotten the <laughs> feedback that was like, we actually decided not to hire anyone for this position. And then mm-hmm. later on found out that they did hire somebody. Oh. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I've just got, a, I've, I've gotten all of the feedback I've received has been wishy-washy and vague and just unhelpful to me. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think this is weird that they wouldn't tell you anything, Chris. It's not weird at all. It is unfortunate, though. Yeah, I've I've also never heard anyone try as hard as you have to get that <laughs> feedback. I feel like when most people get rejected, they just, like, go away and feel sad instead yeah. of kind of doubling down. I think um, Chris is a go-getter. Yeah. Chris went and but didn't get <laughs> he's a goer but not a getter yet but you will become a getter but it's he got clear. a hold of the internal recruiter you got have a bright future in social engineering phone. anyway <laughs> <laughs> so i i think i think i know why this doesn't happen and it's two reasons the main one is it's hard to tell people why you decided to not hire them right it's it's a rejection of them as a person in some ways mm-hmm. and i mean it shouldn't be right like there are different skills that you need for roles but but ultimately you're saying like you don't have these things that we're looking for and sometimes those things can be technical skills like not enough knowledge of usb development even though you could learn it in dave's case but sometimes it could be just like we just really didn't like you <laughs> and that's really hard to tell somebody you can't just say like i don't know you you like the wrong kind of music or or whatever the dumb <laughs> thing that made them not like you was um so so how do i put it giving people direct constructive feedback is the hardest part of my job as a manager and i spend a ton of time on it and i do it because i'm investing in the people that i work with and so it's worth the amount of time and stress and and pressure doing it to some random person that you don't want to hire is like all of the pain without the benefit, I guess. Hmm. Um, so, so I mean, most people don't even give constructive feedback to people they work with. The default is just to ignore everything until something is bad enough that it explodes. So <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised. The other reason is they don't want to get sued. Like in their head, they're, they're thinking anything I say could turn into a lawsuit against me. And even if that almost never happens the fact that it does happen is enough to dissuade people from giving clear explicit feedback and if all you say is you were not a good fit then the the common wisdom is that's harder to use to build a case about why you weren't hired because of discrimination or some or some reason Mm -hmm. that is i don't know the i only know the space lawyer term some reason that allows (laughs) you to get laser sued (laughs) (laughs) oh man Yep. Have you ever given anyone feedback that you declined to hire? Yeah, so I I was thinking back on that. I have probably declined to hire, I don't know, 
hundreds of millions. <laughs> the teeming hordes that want to work with Dave, yeah. <laughs> you just can't keep up with them all. If I only count people on Earth, it's probably only, <laughs> only millions. <laughs> um, and only in a few rare cases have I given feedback. And I was trying to think why. And, and one time I told someone, look, you are on track to come work on this team. You just need to go make six months to a year's worth of early engineering mistakes at some other company <laughs> and then come join us. <laughs> and you know what? They did. Six months later, they came back and interviewed and got the job. Wow. And uh, that was actually after I had left that company. So it wasn't even me with my previous biases. They came mm-hmm. through and legitimately passed the interview. And so that was an easy one because it was like, you have a ton of potential. At this point, we need someone with just a little bit more seniority. We don't, we are not prepared to provide the mentorship and guidance for someone who's like fresh out of a boot camp or out of college right now. Mm-hmm. But if you had a year of experience under your belt with what the potential you're showing right now, we would hire you. And you know what? We did a year later. So that, or I don't know if it was a year or six months, but it was great. Um, but very rarely have I given feedback other than that. I will say this though. I think that what I'm noticing among the larger companies uh, is that they do have feedback to give and they do give it. And really, yes. And what I have noticed, you mean like the mega tech companies, like the Amazon, Microsoft, Google, yeah, the big, you know, the big four, big five, the fang, as they say, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, sure. And Microsoft. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The M fang. Anyway, based on anecdotal experience from myself and others, I have seen that they do give feedback. And I believe the reason is, is that they have much more structured interviews. So the recruiter can actually look at the feedback and say, you scored well here and you scored low here. Um, and it's just, it's, it feels to them, I think, so objective that they can give that kind of feedback. Whereas, in a little so bit more. So it's like you, you studied for a test, you got a bad grade, here are all the questions you got wrong. Yeah. You should go learn those things to get a better grade next time. Right. Which is a lot easier to say than I read your book and I thought it sucked. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not hiring you. Right. It's yeah. like so much more objective. You can, like, not because the test is necessarily good, but because you can at least point to the, the deficiencies on the score. Right. Yeah. And, it's much more comfortable to say like this number was low than this trait about you caused us to not want to hire you. This unchangeable thing about your core being is bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Versus like you you took too long to answer this specific question. Right. You could be like, well, I'll go get faster at that. And, and okay, I've actually had sense. recruiters say, hey, Dave, uh, you interviewed this person. Um, can you give them some feedback? And I'd write a little blurb, you know, and, hmm. and because I was assigned very structured assessment of certain skills i could say i you know this answer to this question i felt like did not meet our hiring standard you know and and it's pretty much objective and then the recruiter of course i'm sure applies filters to that to prevent us from you know prevent space lawyer laser lawsuits yeah well they only we can prevent those (laughs) they do their best but underqualified for space lawyering I think that in many cases, the company's interview process is so loose and so unstructured that they literally cannot verbalize why they're saying no. Yeah. You have like six people who interviewed you and they all just said, my gut says no. And they're like, okay, that's a no. Yeah. You know? 
That makes a lot of sense. I think that's actually very likely. Yeah. But the fact that you didn't even get any response at all that said, at least, sorry, it's not our policy to share feedback like this. We just don't do it. You know, like at least that would have been a nice professional courtesy. Yeah. I mean, maybe someone dropped the ball. I, I don't know the size of the company, if it's one of the, the M-Fangs, the, <laughs> fam, the Fangs. I don't think so because it said, uh, Chris, confident Chris, has he interviewed the head of engineering? So unless, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, unless Chris is like an absolute industry superstar, he probably didn't interview the head of engineering. Yeah. Of Google. <laughs> I've never worked somewhere that had a structured enough process to give to give feedback that wasn't dependent on the people in the interview process to like go out of their way and write it up. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it could be like you said that there's just a gut feeling that people don't need to articulate beyond like, did you want to hire this person? Nope. Did you? Nope. Like, and, and there's no debate, so they don't really dive into it more. Yeah. I, I will never ever interview that way again. Just personal preference now. Like, if yeah. I can't be troubled to write down in a way that's quantifiable my feedback for a candidate um, so that I can compare it to my other interviewer's feedback, then I have no business interviewing people. I, I mean, that's just, if you're just going, eh, well, you know, sounds good. This person, this my gut says this person is good. <laughs> like, that is so, that is such a crappy way to interview. Sorry, I know that was a bit of a tangent. How dare you sir <laughs> how dare you take us on tangents i have so there there are two parallels in my life with this um one i had one candidate ask me pretty directly for feedback i i haven't haven't had many people come back and ask for feedback but this person did and uh the feedback was a little tricky because it was it was basically like you are very overbearing and the team reacted very negatively to that. So I wrote them a long email that began with, please don't sue us. This is why people don't give feedback. Oh, wow. Please don't sue us. <laughs> but the team reacted negatively to a feeling that you were overbearing, that you were trying to tell them what to do instead of understanding the problem that you, you weren't really listening and working together with them. And they responded very politely and were like, thanks for the feedback. I'll try and work on that. And it's helpful to wow. me. So that was like a, a good experience, but it was still scary to send. Yeah. Because it, it, again, it was like, it was just me. This person emailed me and I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'll sure I'll respond. I hope this doesn't blow up in my face. And then another parallel is I run a conference called React Rally. Oh yeah. Come to React Rally. Um, it's probably sold out <laughs> by now, but you should have bought tickets earlier. And as part of that, we run a call for proposals process. All these people submit their, their wonderful ideas for talks and we review them all. And then we end up rejecting like 90% of them because we don't have room to accept them all. And as part of the rejection, I say, I'm willing to give feedback if, if you want. And part of that is me feeling guilty for rejecting them. And part of that is just wanting to help. But that's also scary too, right? Cause you're telling people like, this proposal you worked on for a long time that you may have given at other conferences even, this is why it didn't fit for the conference. And it's a ton of work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it takes more time than reviewing the proposals, figuring out how to collate all the feedback and, and do it in a way that's constructive without being hurtful. And, and yeah. so it's just a lot of work. I think the most comfortable thing to do in a lot of cases is just ignore it and hope it goes away. 
<laughs> it takes a lot of effort. That's like a good policy for life. Oh, ignore have, it and hope it goes away. Yeah, I have this growth on my arm. Well, I'll just ignore it and hope it goes away. Yeah. But that works for most people. Eventually it will, <laughs> as we all turn to dust. <laughs> Eventually it will go away. <laughs> yeah. That growth will also turn to dust. Oh, man. That was such a cosmic space lawyer, like, higher plane attitude, right? Like, that will be $8,000. <laughs> <laughs> if I ignore your bill, okay. will it also go away? You know, I've tried that, and it does for a little while, and then it comes back. <laughs> with a, it comes back with a guy with a two by four. Yeah, the yeah the phone equivalent of that. <laughs> oh man, can I? I'll just say one last thing on this, which is interviewing people is very hard to do well, and being so good at it that you can give coherent feedback that's actually useful to your interview candidates and won't get you sued afterwards is like next level hard so i wouldn't fault any company for withholding feedback from a candidate that they rejected at the same time boy would it be great for the candidate to have a good sense for why they didn't get the job you know yeah so chris i'd say to you this is normal and i don't think you burned any bridges by doing this if i were on the receiving end of these letters i would be like wow chris is thorough um if anything i would think more highly of you even if you know, I, I didn't think you were qualified for the job I was hiring for. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Also, did you try sending certified return receipt requested mail? Because then you'll know if they actually got it. I mean, you could stalk them, just show up at their house. There's always, <laughs> you could always escalate more, right? Their data is probably in some Cambridge Analytica <laughs> place you could just pay money to and find out where they live. Oh my gosh, that would definitely be bridge burned. <laughs> If you show up at the head of engineering's front door. Oh, I've been waiting for you all day. Yeah, just just stick your resume to their front door. <laughs> Some ominous red tape or something. <laughs> oh, good luck, Chris. Yeah, good luck. Shall I read our next question? Please read it. This comes from an anonymous listener who says, I am a lowly SSE. Um, do you think that stands for senior software engineer or soft skills engineer? Oh. Oh. All those people that say they're senior software engineers, they're actually soft skills engineers. Yeah. There's an army. There's actually there's so a lot. There's a lot more truth to that than, than I think is on the surface. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. The, the S in senior That will be well 8,000 more dollars. <laughs> 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 okay. Let me start over. Sorry. From an anonymous listener okay. who says, I am a lowly SSE that recently started a tech newsletter at my company. One of the senior VPs, let's call them E, and here I'll pause to point out that we're going to have a couple of aliases here, as requested by the listener. So Can we attention. just make up names? Can we call this person Ebenezer? Oh, that's exactly the same name I was just thinking. What? Yes. Oh, man. Okay, that Ebenezer. That one's free then. Okay. One of the senior <laughs> VPs, what if it turns out that Ebenezer is actually this person's We just name? Dia not, <laughs> we don't know what their name is. Yeah, so. we don't. It's merely coincidence. Yes. The, the listener just used letters. Okay. One of the senior VPs, let's call them Ebenezer, sent out an email to the org asking people to reply to a newsletter survey so their team can be featured. A senior manager, let's call him them K. Hang on. Okay. We, wait, wait, wait. Okay. They're K. Mm-hmm. We got to see if we're thinking of the same thing at the, at the same time again. I'm going to count down. I'm going to count one, two, three, and then we have to say the name at the same time. Okay. Okay. Ready? Uh-huh. One, two, three. Three. Crispy cream. <laughs> okay. 
We weren't. Not this time. <laughs> Crank from Teenage Mutant uh, Ninja Turtles? Yeah, I think oh, so. I should have thought of that. Jeez, now I feel like an idiot. <laughs> I just came up with a donut shop name. <sighs> okay. A senior manager, let's call him Crank was upset his team wasn't featured, but I informed him that he didn't reply to the original survey. I explained to Krang that he can still send me information for the next issue. Krang then replied back with something very condescending and has now made the newsletter a political device. How should I proceed from here? I think I died a little bit inside. Should I quit? <laughs> Did oh. Krang reply, I'll destroy your precious newsletter if it's the last thing I do. <laughs> I haven't seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in a long time. I'm. I feel like he's the brain, right? The brain inside the guy's the robot uh, robot guy's stomach. Yeah, I don't remember what he talks like, but that's probably what he says. I think he has like a really like voice, kind of like. Okay, we got it. I gotta confirm this. <laughs> we will not be able to insert Krang's audio due to copyright constraints. Oh. I have YouTube blocked on my computer for productivity reasons. Never mind. Success. <laughs> Carry on. Success. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it did work, actually. All right. Let's uh, let's be productive and answer this question. Wow. Okay. So Krang is TO'd that his team did not get featured in this month's newsletter and then replied back with something very condescending. How do you proceed? I mean, just keep going. <laughs> can Krang shoot down the newsletter? I mean, what's I, I can see how it would be unpleasant to have this this high muckety muck um, supervillain upset at you and think that you're a loser. I guess has made the newsletter a political device. I don't know what exactly that means. <sighs> a weapon Maybe of they mass have politicization. A counter a counter newsletter that has like very stark propaganda imagery on it, <laughs> and it's like resist the. I don't even know. My brain. Resist I, I wish I unit testing. Brain. Yeah. Or it just says <laughs> resist and then like a picture of your face on it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you could turn this right around on, on Krang and say, okay, well, why don't you give me your info for next month's newsletter? And then don't include it in next month's newsletter. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That must have slipped through the cracks. We'll get you next month. <laughs> you could include like letters to the editor or like anonymous comments in your newsletter and just make them all be about Krang. <laughs> the opinions include section. an advice column. Yeah. Yeah. It's who cares about the cool products that the company launched. Here's the time to anonymously dish on each other. <laughs> <laughs> I have never been in a situation this political in my career i feel like so i don't i don't really know what i would do i feel like people have always been acting with good intentions even if i didn't agree with their actions mm -hmm. but i've never had to worry about like offending someone and then them being out to get me or, or anything it's just like i don't know they thought my idea was dumb so they didn't want to do it instead of like they yeah they wanted to undermine my authority somehow Aren't these just the horror stories, though, that make engineers not want to stick their necks out and do something cool? You know? Yeah, you're right. There's a newsletter at my company, but it's not it's it's not political at all. You just like submit your thing and there's some group that I don't some shadowy power that decides if your thing goes in the newsletter or not. And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. And like, that's fine. I don't know. I think what you just said is 
There's all kinds of politics going on. You just don't know about them. Yeah, maybe I just don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I've yet to submit a thing to the newsletter. So, huh. Well, what would you suggest in this situation, Dave? Well, so here we have a a senior leader in the company behaving badly. Is Okay, I assume that the senior VP, Ebenezer, is technically above Krang in the org chart because Mm -hmm. Ebenezer is a senior VP and Krang is a senior manager. Yes, that makes sense to me. So, I mean, I guess that's good, right? The, The person who's driving it and backing it could technically just say, like, go away, you lowly peon. Although they wouldn't. <laughs> but I don't know. They, you have the backing of, of someone you important, could just, I guess. You could just forward the email to Ebenezer and be like, hey, just FYI, <laughs> I got some feedback for you. Yeah. <laughs> just collecting comments on the newsletter. Here's one. <laughs> How could you be so stupid as to not include my team's valuable confirmation con- contributions here even though i didn't send them to you and then you just like bloop. <laughs> adding <it> adding <laughs> ebenezer to the thread <laughs> i don't know that there's much you can do besides say i'm sorry well no you don't want to do a condescending fake apology either i'm sorry you didn't reply to the <laughs> <laughs> to the original survey that would just make them more mad mm-hmm. I, I think you just have to remain calm and hope that that calms them down and just say I, I can't include things I don't know about and you didn't send it. If you send it next time, I'll, I'll make sure to, to include it or consider it or whatever. I would probably not reply at all. I would just, okay. I would probably say, look, I have thick skin. Here's an example and an opportunity for me to test my thick skin. Just let this wash under the bridge. And then next month's newsletter, you can either in, include, you can reach out to them and say, Hey, would you like me to include your content for this week? I mean, for this month. And just pretend it never happened. And just, I would just move on. And that... I want to... Oh, go ahead. That senior manager will always wonder, like, whether that rude remark had any impact or not, you know? Ah, so it's like, okay, it's like the greatest revenge is leaving them in fear <laughs> Yep. of, like, I don't know, maybe they're going to read into every newsletter you send from now on and see if you're <laughs> if you're backstabbing them. Yep. I want to watch a reality TV show about this newsletter. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> There's some meaty drama in here. Oh yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, I want to I want to know what happens, but I don't I feel like I would do what Dave said cuz I don't know what to do. <laughs> Just ask Dave and then do what he says. Just do what Dave says. I mean, that's my go-to. Um, what did we say earlier? Just ignore it and eventually it'll go away. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Done. I've ignored it already. All right. (laughs) Uh, Have we answered the question? I I think so. I mean, I know what I would do, which is let it go, move on, and keep keep doing a good job. Don't let this scare you away from making a cool contribution to your organization's culture by having a cool newsletter. You know? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Kudos to you for doing that, by the way. I didn't say that. I think that's a really cool idea. It's awesome that you want to help spread information about cool things people are doing. I agree. All right. Where should people go if they have other um, reality TV show pitches (laughs) that they want to share with us? (laughs) (laughs) Go to softskills.audio and click on ask a question. Share your pitch there and uh, any casting requirements that you have, put those in there as well. 
You can't have Brad Pitt play everyone. He's <laughs> but one man. <laughs> if you want to support the show, click on support our show. You can give us financial contribution using Patreon. We love it. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. You can follow us on Twitter at SoftSkillsENG, where we tweet about episodes and occasionally share some interesting stuff. So feel free to follow us there, and our direct messages are open. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.